Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> Welcome into a, a very special edition of the Sports Objective, our annual Christmas show with me, my good friend, Kyle from the Grange Barber. What's up, dude? What's going on, Dave? Uh, here to talk about a few things Christmas related and kind of have a fun little holiday show. Bubba doesn't like Christmas, so he's not participating. Matt's an alcoholic, so it's just me and you. <laughs> a great way to start the show. Uh, send us your favorite Christmas traditions, songs, movies, movie lines, food, presents, etc. Plus, maybe your uh, Christmas wishes, like for me. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Christmas wishes for Dave? No, not for me, but oh. for the Pirates okay. for our program. So, yeah. Bullwin would be nice for Christmas. Yes. Um, or a late Christmas gift on the 27th would be nice. Correct. So we'll be talking about that. It looks like a Christmas card. Bubba did a nice job with the overlay there. It looks very nice, like a live Christmas card. Very it's festive. Tom and Dave's Christmas card. There very festive. Very festive. Yeah, it is. So, my friend, uh, how are things going on Christmas Eve Eve? Are you doing a lot of work around the house, Kyle? I'm sitting on the couch with a blanket watching uh, the uh, the uh, the bowl game there in Tampa between Missouri and Wake Forest. And uh, my wife's in the kitchen making a pig pig and cake and brownies and all kinds of stuff. But uh, no, I'm not doing anything. There you go. Are you? <clears throat> what is your favorite part of Christmas? I'll ask you that. Um, I don't know. Right? That's a good question. Uh, it, part of it, Christmas Eve, the anticipation of Christmas morning, even though you know you're an adult now, still you know you're going to get up and unwrap presents and all that. So the anticipation is kind of fun. Um, I, I guess Christmas morning would probably be my favorite part, just unwrapping presents. And of course, it's fun being around family and you know, having a big meal and all that. But, uh, yeah, uh, I always still love Christmas morning like when I was a kid. No doubt about it. And uh, well, we have, speaking of family friends, our good friend Justin Butts. Hey, Justin, what's up, dude? He said, what's up, guys? What's up, Justin? I want to give you a shout-out. Appreciate you and your great family. For uh, for people that don't know, Justin's family has a trucking company. They take our great gear down and uh, doing that now for a few years. So, Justin, appreciate your support of the program. Appreciate your support of uh, the Pirates as well. So, appreciate you, buddy, for tuning in tonight. It's our Christmas show. What about you, Dave? What's your favorite part of Christmas? I think having a boy and girl now, it, uh, it's, it reminds me of being a kid and Santa Claus and, uh, mm -hmm. like you said, Christmas morning. I love now my favorite part of Christmas is watching the kids see what Santa brought them on Christmas morning wow. and um, they're so excited. You know, you can't, for some reason, Hey um, Kyle, for some reason you can't get them up for school. But mm. when you mentioned, Hey guys, you better wake up. Santa's here. He came here earlier. And uh, all of a sudden they run down the stairs faster than you can say Santa Claus. They're down the stairs. We have like 14, 15 steps. They're down the stairs. And they're in the living room, and boom, Santa left uh, all the those great presents for them. And I can't wait to see uh, their reaction on some of them, too. So, anyway. Um, I was notorious when I was a kid. Uh, there wasn't nobody waking me up. I was waking everybody up. I'd, I'd get up when, you know, when when, uh, when I was a kid and Santa was still a thing. And uh, I'd get up, God, 3.30. Well, I mean, for me, for me. I'd get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um and I'd be waking everybody up. So it was, you know, I wanted to see what Santa Claus had left. So I was notorious for that. My sister, at one point, was also, she'd be happy to get up with me. 
And then it got to the point where um, I was really so excited because of Santa and she wasn't. So I'd be trying to get her up and she would be like, leave me alone. But, uh, you know, good memories. By the way, uh, our good friend Justin said, you just talked to my guys. Number, the f- number one truck is in Birmingham right now. So here we are on Christmas Eve Eve. They've got the first truck and the second truck has band gear and the guys, the, their personal gear. So they can take that. So when they leave, they can leave the from the bowl to go home for Christmas. So gotcha. there you go. And uh, Justin was talking about when I was talking about my kids and having them excited. He understands uh, what I mean about that. In fact, he agree- Hey, look at this guy. He used to stay up all night. Just yeah, I never, I never could do that. I never wanted to stay up all night. I, I'd, I'd always just want to wake up super early, and I always did. And uh, yeah, Kyle, I'm going to make you warm. You know why? Look at I'd this. Warm. Warm. I, I yeah, look, look at the look at this temperature. I'm going to put up on the screen for Justin. The temperature is negative one right now. Where at? Birmingham. It's not minus one in Birmingham, Alabama. There's no way. Was it that wind chill? Maybe. I don't know. Let me ask Alexa. Alexa, what's the temperature in Birmingham, Alabama? Right now, in Birmingham, Alabama, it's 13 degrees Fahrenheit. 13. Tonight, yeah, so that's probably 11 degrees. Tonight, a low of 11. So it could be the wind chill, yes. Yeah, he's saying the field temp, yeah. yeah. It feels like it's that. So there you go. But the well, good it's news- to get down. It's very similar here. I don't know what the temperature is outside now, but it's supposed to get down to 12 here tonight. Yeah. So. That's the wind chill you're saying. And uh, by the way, good news. I checked this morning because I knew you were going to ask me that question, Kyle, about the weather. Tuesday, Birmingham, it's going to be 51 for the high and like freezing 32 for the low. So, yeah, just, just, uh, no, it'll be good for tailgating and going to the festival uh, for the bowl game. Just, you know, if you're going to wear a hoodie and a heavy coat, you should be fine. And it won't be like the Armed Forces Bowl. My goodness, uh, 13 degrees last night. Yeah. And, uh, Air Force dominating win over Baylor. How about this? Negative four and Boone. Real feel was um, minus 29, negative 29. Yeah, that, uh, that that's accurate. Uh, it's, it's been below zero in Boone um, or just above zero uh, all day. And then, of course, tonight I was – Significantly below zero. I wonder how cold it is at the top of Grandfather Mountain right now. Um, I bet it's freaking unbelievably cold. Especially yeah. with the wind up there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, I, I lived up my freshman year. As you guys know, I went to Lee's McCray. I transferred into East Carolina my sophomore year. That's the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it gets very cold up, uh, up in uh, Banner Elk. By the way, um, you were talking about last night on Facebook. Uh, for some people that don't know, in Eastern North Carolina, the coldest, uh, coldest Christmas we've ever had at um, will be this weekend. So, how about that? Wow. Okay, I did not know that. I know um, certainly not the coldest it's ever been. It's certainly been colder than this. I remember in the eighties it getting down uh, close to zero, if not getting to zero. Um, but the coldest Christmas, huh? Yeah. The for me, the coldest Christmas was. Well, um, I'm just talking about in general, but. Of course, 89, the Christmas snow, is one everybody remembers. Yep. No doubt. And uh, 83, when I was living in Durham as a kid, I was 10 years old, and they, they, uh, we performed at Duke Chapel 
and it was four degrees outside. That's the coldest I've ever had at Christmas Eve and day, four degrees. Yeah, like, you know, when you're a kid and you play outside and... Well, it's hard to believe if it was four degrees in Durham that it was much warmer here. So I I question that coldest Christmas ever. Yeah. Isn't that what you put up there on Facebook on your post? No, I did not. I I was being sarcastic about how people were acting, oh, how people oh, were acting oh, like oh, it's oh. never been this cold before during the oh, winter. I'm totally miss. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. It was a, sarc- it. It was a yeah. sarcastic post. But then, of course, today, uh, you know, as the cold front was coming through in Greene County, we got hammered, man. Between about nine and ten o'clock, or maybe nine and eleven, we had wind sustained. It had to be fifty miles per hour. We lost power from nine o'clock a.m. to two thirty p.m. I had a bunch of shingles get blown up on the corner of my house. Um, so uh, it was it was tight here today. So if you're a handyman and you have a, uh, I got somebody lined up. Uh, I got somebody lined up already. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to get a sponsorship of the show. And then yeah, um, immediately I, I text this kid, Austin, that does, has done some work for me in the past. And, uh, I'm, uh, he's supposed to come handle it early next week. So, uh, hopefully he'll do like he said, he's going to like he has in the past and come handle it. And yeah, thankfully it's not supposed to snow, sleet, nor rain until next Saturday. So. There you go. We'll get through all the, so for New Year's Eve, right? Um, yeah. Well, we'll see how, we'll take it literally one day at a time and one will sound like a football coach speak, uh, but that's where we're going to have to do it. The good news is the bowl itself will be great. And uh, I want to remind everybody to come on Monday night to uh, those of you that are going to be in Birmingham and that's going to be overtime bar and grill. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, wh- hey, Kyle, you wear your pirate gear that you get for Christmas or not? You wear your pirate gear, you get 10% off your tab. And they're going to have 95-cent uh, wings, which I'm looking forward to. $4 craft beers. They've got 20 beers on tap. And um, they're looking forward, obviously, to have us there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, overtimes. In- Grill yep. Bar uh, there in Birmingham. Uh, just Google it for the address. Uh, we're going to have a graphic. We have a graphic. We'll get it up at some point and, uh, with, with all the information. And uh yeah, go uh, go uh, get a discount where you pirate gear. Like Dave said, get 10% off. They're going to have specials on wings and beer already. So you get to take 10% off those specials. And um, and plus, you uh, you get you get to meet Dave and Bubba. Me and Matt will be there virtually. Uh, we'll have some cool pirate guests. And there there you go. You go. there's the information there on the screen. Be there if you're in Birmingham. There's no, if you're watching this show and you're in Birmingham and you don't come to that, what are you doing? What are you doing? By the way, uh, for those listening... That's 100 Frankfurt Circle, and uh, you can check that out in Birmingham. That's where the uh, Overtime Grill and Bar is. And again, wear your pirate gear, get 10% off, and you can come. And Bubba's going to be signing autographs, taking pictures with all the fans. So, or all we have to do, and we can, I know what we can do, Kyle. What's that? We can actually get a cutout of you, like a life size cutout of Kyle. That's a big cutout. And then we're going, and then people like the ladies and all that put their arm around you and. Sure. We can take a picture. So you'll still there be there. All right. Well, you got a lot of work to do to get that done between now and December 26th, particularly being most places are closed tomorrow and Sunday. So uh, good luck. What if I put you on top of the, on the minivan? I'll put you on top of the minivan and tie you to the minivan. <laughs> well, like I said, good luck getting that cutout done. Okay. Uh, I don't even know how to do a cutout. So no. uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, I know the guys, uh, we're going to miss you really bad, Kyle. Miss uh, Matt as well, but glad that we have you on the Bowl Show on Monday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be 9 Eastern, 8 Central. So 8 our time at the Bowl, 9 back home uh, for in whatever time you watch. And you listen. just said the same thing. Yes. Oh, well, no, you said 8 our time at the Bowl. Okay, I got what you're saying. 
Yeah, eight central. If you're in Birmingham, be there at eight o'clock. Yep. So we'll have a lot of fun with that. Kyle, as far as uh, Christmas music, let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Well, I was talking to you before the show. Uh, without a doubt, to me, you ain't a Southern boy if you don't like Christmas and Dixie by Alabama. Um, Absolutely. That's one of my all-time favorites. Um, I also really like Sammy Kershaw's version of Christmas Times Are Coming. Um, oh, Holy Night would be my favorite of the... Uh, John Barry. Yeah, John Barry's version of Oh, Holy Night. You're correct. Um, and that's a very good guess, Dave. Um, his version of Oh, Holy Night is unreal. Uh, of sort of religious Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Barry's version of Oh, Holy Night would be up there. Um, also really like um, Christmas Old Lang Syne. Uh, also a big fan of... Um, do they know it's Christmas time? You know, feed the world. That one. Um, John Lennon So this is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, um, A Pretty Paper, Pretty Ribbons of Blue by Willie Nelson. And, uh, uh, yeah, and Roy Orbison does a great job of that, too. Both yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, Christmas Wrapping is one I really like by, um, I can't remember the name of that band, but uh, it's, it's a girl oh, band. Um, Oh, God, yeah. I, uh, the Waitresses. The Waitresses. Christmas Wrapping is a fun wow. song. Wow, I hadn't thought about that song in a long time. Uh, it's a <laughs> really a fun song. song. Yeah. Um, uh, Silver Bells, a lot of great versions of that. Uh, Bing Crosby, baby. I was listening to Ricky Van Shelton's version earlier today. Um, uh, man, I, I could go on and on. Uh, there's so many good Christmas songs. What about you? Oh, yeah, I love... Uh, my favorite one would be... I would go... Oh gosh, uh, right up there, Fleece Navidad. I love that. Oh I yeah, I think Fleecano. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm not going to say, "Hey Matt, I promise you, I won't say Paul McCartney." <laughs> he, he can't send that. The wonderful Christmas. <laughs> I just love that. I think it's funny. It's not on the top of my list anyway. Um, let's see. Seriously, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's not a great song. I'm with you, or with Matt. Um. Well, like I said, it's okay. I could take your leave, but I really don't care. I like, um, of course, White Christmas, Rudolph, Frosty. Um, Rudolph's a good one. Yeah. I love Baby It's Cold Outside, Dean Martin. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. One thing I haven't heard this year, my favorite things from um, uh, Sound of Music, Uh, Julie Andrews, I love that. I never understood how that's a Christmas song. Just talk about the favorite things, I guess. Yeah, I, I know, but I've never got how it's a Christmas song. I, I know it's played um, at Christmas time. I, I think it's because I think it's because as a kid they used to always show it on television. Okay, um, around Christmas. Time, I remember it being shown on TV around Easter. Do they? Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that movie. Oh, I, I love it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, man, I could like you said. Oh, uh, the Christmas song, Nat King Cole. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that song. Um, Alan Jackson. Uh, oh, Bubba yeah. just had his two favorites up there. Uh, Alan Jackson, his whole Christmas CD, and Christmas and Dixie by Alabama. Alan Jackson actually has two Christmas CDs, Bubba. He had one in the early 90s called Honky Tonk Christmas, and then the one in the early 2000s called Let There Be Christmas, which is probably oh, the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, but Alan Jackson has a song called Honky Tonk Christmas with Allison Krauss called And the Angels Cried, which is a beautiful song. No, no doubt. I, I'm um, I'm pumped up about. Let's see. I like, and he doesn't like the um, George Michael, the Wham. Um, 
He doesn't like the Matt doesn't like that. that but I last Christmas, it. I gave you my heart. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Yeah, it's better than Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, what about? I wanna have a party for Christmas. I wanna have a party for you. Actually, I'll tell you what. I like that song. And I'll tell you No what. crocodiles riding out the restlessness. All I want is hit the bottom Yeah. Well, here's here's the reason why I love that song. Before I, before my daughter was born. You wanted to have a bottomless? No, I could care less oh. about that song. But it has sentimental meaning now. Um, which, you liked it. Okay, I got you. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's even more uh, important. She so wanted to have a bottom for Christmas? Let me tell you. When I was when she was nine months old, it's not funny. She had a seizure, ah. seizure on Christmas Day at four o'clock when she was her first Christmas. It was a very scary moment if you're a parent. We took her to the hospital. The one thing that really cheered her up, we had the, and I still have it, is uh, there was a hippopotamus, and it plays that song, and okay. she was real happy. Normally, I would agree with you 1,000%. That would be like one of the most annoying. It's like one of those moments when you become a parent. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it's got sentimental meaning because obviously your daughter had a stroke and that comforted her, that toy, to play the song. So that makes complete sense that you like the song. Yeah, so that's the only, before I didn't care, that song was dumb. I, I'm going to do my Kyle. It was really dumb. I didn't care anything about it. But now, every time I hear that song, it makes me think about her being cheered, like it cheered her up. So Yeah, that makes sense. Um Otherwise, I would agree one thousand percent. Are there any like novelty songs that you do? You love Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Yeah, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is great. Actually, I never get tired of. It. Some people hate it. I love, uh, that song. I love it too. Um, uh, geez, uh, I, 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 Adam Sandler, uh, uh, the uh, the Hanukkah song. That's um, a great song. Fantastic. Uh, it's not a Christmas song, but it's a holiday song. The Hanukkah song is great. You listen to it this time of year. Um. God, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of other ones. I mean, there's so many. Um, you know, I enjoyed a few years ago. So it was God Mighty. It's probably been over a decade ago now. It's probably been 15 years ago at this point. But Twisted Sister put out a Christmas album um, that uh, I really enjoyed, actually. I cannot think of the name of it now. But they had a version of Oh Come All You Faithful that was actually really good. It was a heavy metal version of Oh Come All You Faithful. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard that. Yeah. I have the CD somewhere. It probably came out. It's probably been 15 years ago now that I came out. How about here's here's a novelty song that I actually like when I was a kid. Um, what about uh, the Chipmunks? Uh, yeah, uh, Christmas, Christmas, yeah. uh, you know what? It's all right. I laugh every time when Alvin or whatever the hell one of the Chipmunks goes, and maybe I'll laugh. Um, yeah. but, but, but it's all right. It's all right. I, I can listen to it once or twice every holiday season. All right. Richard wants to chime in, uh, Kyle. So these are two. Hey, these are two good ones that I was going to mention. But thank you, Richard, because you're the best. Um, let's see. Uh, Please come home for Christmas. The Eagles. Yep. Good one. And, and Santa Claus is coming to town. Bruce Springsteen. Amen, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are cool. I have not heard Santa Claus is coming to town by spring team this year. I might have to play that after we get done. I played it uh, right before we uh, – I had I played it because I hadn't listened to it yet. The best part yeah. of that whole song is when whoever is going, ho, 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 and Springsteen starts laughing. That's the best part of the whole damn song. It's uh, it's Clarence. The, the, the saxophone player. Yeah, he's doing the Santa. Greatest saxophone solo in the history of music. 
is Bruce Springsteen as Clarence uh, from the E Street Band. Uh, what is the name of that damn song? It's not a Christmas song. It's um, damn it, uh, it came out in the '70s. Dave, help me out. Um, Born to Run. No, it's no big sax solo in that. Um, no, that's what I was trying to think. We uh, uh, um, Jungle Town. Yeah, Jungle Land, Jungle Land, Jungle Land. Jungle Land has the greatest saxophone solo. If, if you if you don't know Jungle Land that well, go listen to Bruce Springsteen Jungle Land and wait for Clarence hitting saxophone solo. It is amazing. How about Craig chimes in? John Legend, a legendary Christmas is a great album. I like John Legend. I think he's awesome. I agree with you. Um, how about this? Here's one. Here's one for you from Craig. The best Christmas song ever is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Really, Mama's thinking like, chicken and collard greens. I can't chitlins and collard greens. I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah. There's another great Christmas album, uh, Dr. Demento, if you like uh, the novelty songs. How about, here's one that can annoy a lot of people. I, I listened to it maybe once. What about the singing dogs with Jingle Bells? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, how about uh, Ray Stevens? Santa Claus is watching you. I love that He's song. everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> you do a good job of that, actually. Appreciate, um, appreciate it. Yeah. By the way, Kyle is taking, you're taking requests tonight, right? Absolutely. Dedications. If you have a song you want Kyle to sing. Um, how about um, Merry Christmas, Baby? I love. Uh, Merry Christmas, Baby. Yeah, from, me right. yeah, Otis Redding. I said now, my Christmas, baby. You shall do what treat me right. And we also have, um, i tell you one person, one of my favorites uh, also, and people may not like it, but I love uh, Elvis' Blue Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, Blue Christmas is great. If you don't like Blue Christmas, if you don't like Blue Christmas, shit. I mean, that's classic. Yeah. Oh, man, we could go on and on. Anybody else have some Christmas songs you want to put up there? Uh, we'll see. I got to you, we need to switch. If, if, if they ain't got no more songs, but we'll go to movies. I, I am behind on my Christmas movies. Yeah. I, have seen, I have seen National Lampoon's Vacation 100 times this year. Um, I watched The Christmas Story. I watched The Christmas Story Christmas, by the way, which is that very is, good. That, I've seen it twice. In fact, I haven't seen, you're right about that. I got to catch up. I'm going to have to catch up even after Christmas on my, I usually watch it, you know, like say from Thanksgiving weekend to now I've watched yep. like a whole bunch of them, including, um, to me, Christmas vacation. I've seen that a hundred times this year. Yeah. I love that. I like Christmas story. I watch usually elf. Seen elf a couple times this year. Um, I I've like seen home alone this year. Home alone, home alone too. Um, I don't like I, home alone too. I like the first two. The rest of them are hot, as hot garbage, as you would say. The first one um, is obviously the better the, of the two. But I like those. Um, and then, like, classics like Miracle on 34th Street. I love Miracle that. on 34th Street, okay, um, to me, has one of the most genius. It's not the very end of the movie, but it should have been. Has one of the most genius endings, creative, smart, written endings in movie history. And though it's not the very end. The, the, the you, you got to prove logically because the movie's a logical movie. Chris mm -hmm. Kringle, this man, Chris Kringle is Santa Claus. How in the world can you prove that in a court of law? You know, because the movie is a serious movie, right? And it works. The 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 the, 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 the trials getting all this publicity 
So the Postal Service starts sending Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, all the, all the, all the letters to Santa to the prison. And they use that as evidence that the federal government recognizes him as Santa Claus. So the judge has no other choice but to say, okay, despite logic, the federal government says that I'm in no position to overrule the federal government. He's Santa Claus. To me, it's freaking genius. Yeah, I love that movie. And Christmas Eve. Okay, I was expecting more of a reaction from you. Evidently, no, you, like, you don't no, think I, it's genius either. <laughs> I know. I was. I'm sorry. I was going. I, I was going to say um, that I do. That's one of the reasons why that movie is so great, and it's still, you know, it's a classic. Holds the test. Of time. It's held the test of time, and yep. when um, it's just, it's a special. That movie is so special to me, and just like. One movie I watch on usually by on Christmas Eve every year would be It's a Wonderful Life. I love that movie. I love that movie over and I can watch that over and over again. I, I watched some of that on USA the other night. Um, I've seen all of It's a Wonderful Life, but I've never seen it from beginning to end. Um, I've, but I've seen all of it at some point in time. Um, some that I really love that I have not watched yet this year. Um, I have I, in the animated ones, I've, I've watched Rudolph, I've watched Frosty. I have yeah, not yeah. watched Charlie Brown this year. I got to get to that. Oh. Yes. I, I have not watched Garfield Christmas. I got to get to that. Um, I've got to watch Ernest Saves Christmas, underrated Christmas comedy from the eighties. Absolutely love it. He's good. Uh, yeah. um, uh, a Homecoming, A Walton's Christmas. Got to watch it. Um, got to watch my favorite. I would love a Christmas Carol, but my favorite version all time of a Christmas Carol is the nineteen ninety nine version with Patrick Stewart. Very underrated version. My favorite. So I got to watch it. So uh, I think tomorrow. Um, me and Jessica really don't have much to do. Our Christmas Eve plans got altered. Half of my family has COVID. So I think we're probably going to spend the day watching Christmas specials and Christmas movies. How about this? Richard. Good old Richard. Look at this. He okay. says, The Grinch Jim Carrey is my favorite. And my wife loves that. Um, it's all right. I, I've, I've, I prefer the animated original short 30-minute, you know, uh, version of the Grinch, but Jim Carrey did a great job as the Grinch. Yeah, I don't think anybody else could have done it. Um, it's good, but uh, my wife loves it too. Polar Express is another modern one that's pretty good. Um, you know, I've been trying to think of some others, but I've named a lot. <laughs> uh, my all time favorite though would be uh, a, a Christmas story. And Dave, let's talk about a Christmas story, uh, Christmas. You know, we both watched well, it, and anybody that hasn't watched it, that if you don't is, have HBO Max, get HBO Max and watch that before Christmas. Maybe watch it tomorrow night, watch A Christmas Story, and then watch it. It is a worthy sequel. It is, is it a classic like the original? No. But is it A Christmas Story 2, the straight-to-video release, is horrible. This is very charming. It, it's it's heartwarming. Peter's Billingsley, all the guys, all the kids are back. Um, I, I love... The fact, and I said this, that's what they should do. They should have him writing the movie, A Christmas Story, while he's at his house grieving his dad, which is what they turn out doing in a roundabout way, what he turns out doing. Um, yep. And so it's it's uh, it's really well done. If, if, if you're a fan of the original movie, you'll like it. Um, if, you, if you go read the reviews, fan reviews, give it like 90-some percent. The critics, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it like 70, which isn't horrible. Um, for critics, but the fan the fan response is extremely positive, and that's it's been such a cult classic that if the fans give it that high, then you know that that's hardcore people 
like exactly. us that exactly. really love it. So if we love it, because I was skeptical, I know we talked about it, the you, me and um, Matt and Bubba, the four of us off air, we were talking about the movie and I was really hesitant and skeptical to watch it because I was like, there's been the hot garbage, uh, you know, all this stuff out, just not good. And it just wasn't even, I'm like, why in the world did they waste their time to make it? Um, but they really did a good job. Let's talk smart stuff like using the original music in spots in the movie from the first movie using that. Like there's a part where he, where they're pulling into their house for the first time. And when they, you know, his dad's dead and they're driving there in the car and they pull into the driveway and they play the music they played when his dad was coming home, when mm -hmm. he was scared, you know, when he beat up Scott Farkas and it's yeah. like, he's like the light was getting soft. And my dad, they played that same music when he pulled in the driveway that they played when his dad pulled in the driveway. Um, stuff like that. It's just, just little subtle things. If you're a big fan of the first movie, perfect. Yeah. Let's talk uh, East Carolina football a little bit. Axel says, I like the approach. It seems East Carolina is taking with a quarterback room. Garcia and Jeter. I can work with that while we get the train rolling. Yeah. I think we'll end up bringing in somebody after spring ball, most likely um, as a, as a backup from the portal. Um, it sounds like Garcia is going to have to blow it, not to be the starter. So I don't see us now bringing in a big name starter unless Garcia just looks horrible in spring. But as long as he looks good in spring, I do think we'll bring in somebody from the portal, but it'll be somebody who knows he's going to be a backup, but prepared to play maybe an FCS quarterback. Yeah. And we have Alex Flynn and uh, as well in there that he's going to be more like, yeah, but you need one more quarterback. Yes. You need four. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, it's looking like um, for people worried, it looks like Garcia has done very well um, in these practices uh, after the Temple game for the bowl practices. So I'm very happy to hear that, Kyle. That's something that's very encouraging. And I know that's why Coach Houston's already named him the starter for next year is they wouldn't be. I think that if. Um, well, you, 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 the reason he did that, to be honest, is because they don't want, they don't want him to transfer. But you wouldn't be fearful of him transferring if you didn't think he was a good quarterback, you wouldn't care if he was going to transfer. So I, I do think that has a lot to do with him not transferring, but you wouldn't do that if you didn't think he was that good. Um, so hopefully he'll live up to expectations. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the signing signing day, we hadn't really had a chance to talk about that yet um, being Wednesday. I thought uh, overall, I think we're good except for, I think now we have to, with everything changing with the with the ECU as far as now with the signing day, yeah, we we had a top ten signing class of, of, of the group of five. Had we got some of the kids that decommitted in early December, it would have may have been one or two. Yep. Um, and then the that that uh, that that scumbag down in uh, Florida that uh you know told ECU he was coming the night before puts on the ECU hat and takes off and go nah nah I'm a cane. You know, screw you, dude. I mean, I, I have no problem. You probably always wanted to be a cane your whole life. Your girlfriend plays basketball here. I don't know if you're playing games with East Carolina or maybe they offered you a sweet NIL deal at the last minute, but there was no need to put on the East Carolina hat and go, no, nah, no, nah, I'm a cane. Just, just put on the Miami hat. I mean, don't do that. Sure. It's, it's not cool. It, 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 to me, it was, it was extremely sleazy, and uh, who knows what will happen down the line. He may end up in the transfer portal and need somewhere to go. Yeah, and it went, if you have like the hats up there, and then you pick up the East Carolina hat, or you this particular case, you pick up the Miami hat. I have no issues with that because wherever the kid wants to go to school, that's fine. Yeah. But like you said, he told everybody, he told the coaches, 
his coaches in high school. He told the East Carolina coaches the night before, like you said, I'm going to East Carolina. And then he picked up the East Carolina hat, put it on, took it yeah, off. And put, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is just, I was really upset about no, that. It's only cool if you do it the other way. If you put on the Miami hat and then take it off and say, I'm a pirate, that's cool because that's different. You know, that, that's saying, screw the big school, I'm a pirate. That, that would have been cool. Some people say that's hypocritical, but I don't think so. Even if it was a rival, let's say it was Florida State or Miami, and he puts on the Florida State hat, takes it off, and puts on a Miami hat. To me, that's cool. But to do that to the and I, you know, I'm I'm going to play David here. I'm going to play. I'm meaning David and Goliath. I'm going to play the the. You know, we we are the smaller school. We're not the Power Five school, and to me, it looks sleazy to do that. Yeah, and um, it is what it is. Uh, but um, one thing to to add is, I think that. Now what you have to do is you have your high school, your foundation. Now you're going to add the grad transfers and the transfer portal and JUCO. I, I believe that uh, ultimately for Mason Garcia to have success, we've got to add some great offensive, well, at least good offensive linemen, obviously. Great would probably be hard to come by at our school. Well, I don't think our O-line was bad this year. So, no, uh, well, we're losing uh, like two or three, right? Yeah, we need to add. Yeah, we, we, we need to. We need to replace that talent. There's no doubt. I do think we have some depth. Um, so I don't think we're in dire straits on the O line. But if you can get a couple from the transfer portal, that'd be great. Um, those are those are top. Those are those that that's probably the hottest commodity out of the transfer portal is an O lineman, a quality O lineman. So, um, but yeah, if you can get a couple, maybe you might go JUCO um, and get a couple yep. good ones. Um, I think the junior college for the Power Five. I think the junior college is kind of. I think of the past now with the transfer portal plus high school. Um, so schools like East Carolina could probably make a living doing the, the junior college thing these days. So don't be surprised. We had a couple late recruits from the, not only from the transfer portal, but from Juca. Fine with me, whatever. Hey, wherever we can get them from is fine with me. Uh, that would be great. And then Kyle, I want to give you a shout out because, um, Hey, when it comes to East Carolina, just like you said, there's guys decommitting. You said this on the show, talking about the importance of the NIL. You've talked about that, and we lost guys because of NIL for the really – it may have happened uh, last time, but definitely this year you started to see guys, like you said, decommitting is one thing. Uh, well, maybe a guy gets a, saying, okay, I really didn't want to go there, and the school I really wanted to go to finally at the last minute scooped me up. But now we're, we're losing guys because of the NIL and not getting an NIL deal. Um, we've got to, we've got to definitely step it up there, my friend. Yeah, no doubt. And I, you know, I don't, I really don't feel like doing it tonight, but I'll, I'll continue to make my pleas to Mr. Beast. I think he could be a blessing to us in the NIL situation. And, I, and I'll get, I'll, yeah, I'll get back to that on other podcasts. I'm just, you know, I, I don't want to do my whole spiel tonight, but we, we definitely have to, uh, uh, we definitely have to step it up with NIL and, and, and you know, you need some big time businesses out there to uh to make some commitments to east carolina and uh unfortunately you know market's part of it um but we have some rich alums man it ain't like we don't have people yeah that that, that don't have that money so it's just we're getting them a matter a matter of getting them to commit to nil and we have uh, the team collective i talked to henry hinton on wednesday night uh, you know as yeah. uh, team boneyard what is it called the boneyard team, collective? Bar- team boneyard Team Boneyard okay. is the collective where you can give money to that. So just uh, I think no affiliation to the Boneyard podcast. No, it's not. No, no it's not Team Boneyard. Team Boneyard. And you can just uh, Google that and you can give money 
it's like one of us we say hey here's 25 bucks here's 100 bucks um i know kyle's got that uh you've got that in quarters don't you in your couch 25 bucks maybe um yeah so just go in there and uh whatever you can give you can give that towards uh the collective and they're starting to get some traction so um, but we've got to do much 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 better as you know Kyle SMU is giving their players was it yeah, 30, 20, uh, I think it's 25 grand but they're um, they're giving their players a good amount of money um, so it's it's pretty cool uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Tom who's uh, I got a text he's actually watching hello Tom appreciate you brother uh, another great pirate watching us here Del Earnhardt's brother yeah yeah Tom yeah. Earnhardt yeah. that's right Facebook we're on Twitter YouTube we're on everywhere Instagram TikTok we're everywhere and we want to remind you again Monday even night. on even on MySpace and Friendster. Oh man. Oh we yeah. really yeah yeah MySpace Friendster yeah man you're going you're Absolutely. going old school on me. Yeah like two thousand five right yeah we even on uh oh hell what was that thing before TikTok it was like TikTok it didn't last long. Um Vine we're even on Vine. Oh man I forgot all about yeah you used to make those Vine videos didn't you? I did yeah I did uh, I made vines um I, for some reason I have not TikTok, I don't, I watch TikTok for some reason. I'm not, I've got a couple of videos on TikTok, not many, but uh, yeah, I used to make a lot of vines. Um, I don't, I was much younger and uh, more creative than I guess. No, you could definitely do it. I can see, uh, like back in the Montgomery era, Cecil, are you listening? You could do something real quick there and that would be really funny. So, um, uh, for sure. <clears throat> oh, um, by the way, here's another one for you. Craig says, Kyle, congrats on your recognition at work. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, uh, Craig. Yeah, it was uh, uh, part of the Lion Award. They have several awards they give out. And uh, that one's kind of, it, it's kind of almost, you know, designated for somebody who's had some kind of hardship, struggle to go through this year. It's in honor of our former executive director, Ray Amiette, who lost his battle with um, pancreatic cancer a few years back, and the award's in his honor. So, uh, yeah, the, one of the biggest reasons I got is because I have cancer. So I almost wish I hadn't got it, but under the situation, it was I was uh, glad to receive it, very proud to receive it, and it, it also came with a with a monetary contribution. So uh, always nice to get a check. So oh yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, I appreciate I appreciate that, Craig. Well, you won it this year. We don't want you to win it next year. That's right, for sure. And uh, by the way, thank you, Bubba, for letting us know the Gasparilla Bowl is a final. Wake Forest twenty-seven, Mizzou seventeen. Well, that means Missouri has yet another losing season. Oh, that's right. They're six and seven, right? Yep. Wow, that's right. They were six and six coming in. Wow. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's the thing about, um, by the way, that's the thing about being an American this year. Um, excuse me, not this year, but in 24, we've got an easier path to the playoff than somebody like Mizzou, Vanderbilt. Uh, you can start naming the, and the, a lot of the. Teams. Yeah, I, I, that's why that's the shame of the NIL thing. I think if you look at the new format of the college football playoff, if there was no such thing as NIL, I think the Pirates would be in prime position to uh, really do something. Yeah, well, maybe we can. Uh, in fact, if you have a choice, uh, one of the former players I'm very close to told me, and you did, Cal, so there's two of y'all. If you have a choice of the indoor practice facility or NIL money, that NIL money right now is more important than that. Uh, it is. It is. It's. It's gonna. What's gonna end up happening in college sports is, I think the the booster clubs are gonna go the way of the dodo bird eventually. I think all that's gonna end up being nil collectives. 
um, which which is for the Power Five schools is going to be fine because they can build all their facilities from TV money. The, the the thing is for in East Carolina is we still need a booster club because we don't have enough TV money to build facilities. Right. So it, it it is going to be for you know, for for group of five schools that you know unless you're an SMU who happens to have a lot of cash, um, it is going to be a a, a balancing act uh, with that NIL thing and then still needing help from the booster clubs to build facilities. Um, I do think right now NIL is more important than an indoor practice facility. Well, the other thing that we could do in North Carolina is we could change the law. Um, that's something we need to lobby our state legislature. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, uh, if you're from Eastern North Carolina or anywhere, um, they need to change that law that says that state monies can't go to build facilities because athletic facilities, athletic facilities. Yeah. That yeah. we need that change. That's archaic. It's out of date. Well, there's ways around it. And, and for whatever reason, East Carolina, there's other states that have that law like Georgia and Georgia state was real creative when they built a new basketball arena. They put classrooms in there and all kinds of stuff. There's ways around it. Uh, you just you just got to be creative. And evidently, we haven't been that creative or that sleazy, one or the other. Well, you know, Carmichael um, used to be Carmichael Auditorium for Carolina. And UNC, that's what they did. They named it Carmichael Auditorium. And, of course, you know, it was a, a gym. And, and now it's Carmichael Arena, I believe, where the ladies still play. But that's how they uh, built that facility. Um, so... Anyway, there you go. I, I'm not a UNC guy, so I don't. <laughs> if, it's, if it's good enough for the Tar Heels, by God, you know, if it's the Tar Heel way, then the Pirates can do it too. Hey, maybe maybe what we should do. Hey, I got an idea. We'll just have an auditorium, and it'll be our indoor practice facility. <laughs> there you go. Name it the yeah. Barbara Barber Auditorium after you, Kyle, and we'll have the Barber Auditorium. <laughs> And then have the it'll be an indoor practice facility. And just build some. I don't know. Build build a damn chemistry lab with the indoor practice facility. I don't know. There you go. Or you know have classes out there. Maybe that would be um, that would be great. Anyway, um, you know they have all the sports management stuff. Uh, we have a great sports management program. Yep. Athletic trainers, uh, some of the best in the country with uh, sports medicine. So that would be really cool. How about this uh, with uh, B Pace? Sup, Pays? He says we got to stop going to the same well for water. Need more variety, yeah, and helping to get that out. Thank you, Pays. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Pays, that's why I keep imploring Mr. Beast to. Uh, to me, he's the answer for the NIL. He's a he's a billionaire, rich guy on YouTube. He's in Greenville. He just formed a relationship with the university on the academic yes. side. So uh, let's be the Beast from the East. Let's be Mr. Beast, student athlete. Not only would it be good he's branding for us, I think it'd be good branding for him too. Hey, you just gave uh, you gave East Carolina their marketing for twenty twenty three. You know that, right? For football, beast from the east. Yeah, uh, we yeah, yeah. They, they can they can do it. They will, yeah, they're welcome to use it. Um, I don't remember. Wouldn't, I don't be, remember. wouldn't be the first wouldn't be the first people to steal my ideas, but don't give me credit. So, uh, <laughs> well, the best ideas are stolen, my friend. And yes, uh, sir. I think that uh, if there's anybody at older pirates, I don't remember that ever being used, but. I'm sure it might have been done in the seventies. I don't know. Or uh, beast from the East, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was on as the beast from the East. So that's where I get it from. There you go. I thought, man, I hadn't thought about him in a long, long time. Here's a great idea. Craig says, build the indoor practice facility and call it the sports management studies lab. I love it. There you go. There yeah, you go. Just come up with a, a creative name for it. And I'm sure that we can build it and get state money for it. So, um, but anyway, I digress. I think, 
I think. Um, How about we fall some kind of hard, hardship, hardship bill with the state, us and App State, and that uh, the UNC and State, Wake Forest, and Duke have an unfair advantage for because of their television contract, and we should be given special permissions. They're not. Well, that, that's a that's another great point. I mean, when people are talking about the pirates, and um, one of the things I saw today with uh, yesterday rather with the you know the pirates with their uh, with where the players are coming from. We have a lot of South Carolina and Georgia yeah. players. And I was thinking, my gosh, when you look at North Carolina, there's seven division one. We're one of seven. So six other division one schools. Yeah. Were, well, six and a half. Six and a half. Charlotte's only counts as half. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about this? Brother Pace says, do like high point, uh, did they build a multi-use facility and attached a hotel to it? Yeah, there you go. There's all kinds of things you can do. You just got to be creative. Because Georgia State, like I said, what they did with their basketball arena earlier in the show. I mean, you just, that would be, you know what? That would be really, the pace, got to give it to you, brother. That would be really cool. Because think about how hard hotel rooms are to yep. get. You could literally have a premium hotel, a really nice hotel. Stay right by the stadium. Stay right by the stadium. You could use it year round and like think about there's baseball games. You're here for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't think people maybe overnight for a basketball game for some folks, maybe not a lot there, but most of the both football and baseball would be uh, big there. And then you have the indoor practice facility. And those of us that love uh, and hey, you could get married at the indoor practice facility, stay at the hotel. We could go um, get there's, married at the indoor practice facility. Or a wedding reception, yeah. You yeah, do you, yeah, you can do lots of things with it. I mean, I know you're already married, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. But but a wedding reception, there's all kinds of stuff you could uh, do it for. Um, but anyway, we'll see how that plays right. out. I, I love the NIL uh, th- piece. I think that's where we've got to. Yeah. We got to. You want to fo- get back to Christmas topics? Or yeah. We'll let's talk to you. I mean, we'll get we'll get to the bowl game. And but uh, what, what is your favorite from your childhood? What is your favorite uh, Christmas gift you got growing up? Your favorite toy? The one thing, whether it was a video game system, a rock'em sock'em robot. So, what was your favorite Christmas gift as a kid? Okay, number two would be uh, most definitely number two Christmas would be 1981, and you know where I'm going with this because I got to say this for my brother Kyle. He and I are retro gamers. I absolutely love Atari. Um, they could put out Atari stuff and it'd be blank, and I would still love it. Like if it was a disc. Um, and nothing on it. I love Atari. Uh, the Christmas of 1981. Santa Claus gave me an Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. That was that was well, uh, an 81. Um, what, what did you was that four switch wood grain? Yes. Okay. And was your pack in? Was it still combat or did they packed in Pac Man or Asteroids? No, it was com. It was combat. It's still combat. Okay. Um, and back then you got two joy. You got both the joysticks and the then. paddles. Yep, and the paddles. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, so that was number two. So what was number one? Number one was 1978. I was five years old, and it's a two items that were they were both important to me. I got the uh, the um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank from Star Wars. It'll come to me in a second. But uh, first, I got the I got a Redskins jersey, pants, and a helmet, and I literally slept in the jersey that yeah. night. I was so like. <laughs> I was so excited. And the Millennium Falcon, that's what I was trying to think of with Han Solo from Star Wars. I had that with a lot of the Star Wars characters. And 
I'm just a big Star Wars fan. So um, that was that was my number one Christmas. I mean, that that's two of my franchises. When you talk about Star Wars, you talk about the Redskins and Commanders. And um, that one's going to be hard to beat. But a close second would be 1981 with uh, most certainly the uh, Atari. How about you? Uh, probably. I got a few that I'll run together. 80, it was either 86 or 87. Um, I got a Red Rider BB gun and a Ooh. BMX bike and uh, oh. those were at the same time. And uh, so that was just getting those two things together was fantastic Christmas. So you, um, could, so you could ride the BMX and shoot the BB gun. The there you go. I, I, was, I shot the BB gun a lot more than I rode the bike, actually. Um, the After that, uh, one year I got, I don't remember what year, but I remember getting the WWF ring with the steel oh, cage yeah. and I got a uh, Hercules. You remember Hercules? Uh, mm-hmm. I got Hercules, Mean Gene, Oakland, Cowboy, Bob Orton, and uh, one other figure. And I cannot remember who yeah. uh, for Christmas that year. That was, that was another one. Uh, one year uh, I had Atari. I put, you know, my love for Atari goes deep because I played Atari even when NES was out. So in 89, um, everybody was, was uh, when Atari had made their comeback in 86, 87, so by Christmas '89, a lot of people were, were liquidating their their Atari stock again, like they did before, during the crash. And for Christmas '89, my mom and dad got me. Uh, that was Santa didn't bring it that year. Uh, about 20 Atari games. Wow. So I got Atari 20 Atari games for Christmas in '89. Oh, and uh, I was I had the NES, but I was more interested in playing those 20 games. Um, so those are some that come to mind. And uh, and then I and then another one. I'll throw this in just for just for brownie points. In 2000, when I asked uh, my wife to marry me, and she said yes. So I'll, oh, I'll, I'll throw that one in. Thank you, Jessica. And um, how about B. Pace? He said his first set of turntables. There you go. Based on the ones and twos. Uh, my good uh, how old were you, Pace, when you got that? And did you ever have hit sticks? It seems like something Pace would have had. And oh, he, I remember. He, wow. Yeah. I forgot those. Yeah. Yeah, I had a set of hit sticks. Yeah. Play drums in the air. BMX bikes back then were COD mail order. COD mail. He was yeah. 14. He was 14 when he man, you were a young pace. I got your first turntable. Nice. Um, is this too soon? But Craig has uh, he uh, let's go back to our topic real quick because I thought it was funny. Um, and it might be hit too close to home for certain people. But um, when we're talking about naming the indoor practice facility and being creative, how about this? He says, call it a disaster relocation center and fund it through FEMA. Um <laughs> I don't- I think, uh, I think, I think our, well, it's Christmas It's Christmas. Yeah. I don't think we need to get involved with federal funds. I think, uh, our AD might, uh, might, might, uh, might can tell you something about that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm moving right along, but I I couldn't resist that. Craig, you're the man. Thank you again. You guys, it's funny how we have a lot of different characters that come in on the show and they provide humor and, some of you know seriousness and, yeah, and a lot of yeah. we appreciate all our listeners uh, what's the worst christmas gift you ever got oh gosh i really don't there's nothing that i've gotten over the years that i really um i would say oh, i got a story it would probably <laughs> it would probably have to be something like um some kind of like cologne i didn't want like ah. that mess like you know like um hey. Awkward. Yeah, well, I mean, that depends on who gives it to you. If it's like, if it's like, if it's like your second cousin, and you're at some kind of family thing. Who gives a crap? But you know, that kind of they just gave you something. 
Yeah. I, I remember getting some calling from my aunt one time. I was like, what in the hell is this cologne? Um, uh, I got two, though, that stick out to me as worst Christmas gifts. Um, okay. One, um, we drew names. He used to draw names with Jessica's family. Yeah. And uh, so uh, one, of her cousin, there, one of her cousins got my name and gave me a um, like a fleece slip-up sweater. But it zipped on the wrong side. It was like a woman's jacket. <laughs> like I'm the infamous, not laughing at you. I'm laughing. Uh, yeah, like the infamous ep- episode uh, with uh, what's his face on Pirate Radio. But uh, so yeah, it was a woman's what? jacket. Uh, another bad one. I had another one in mind, and it just slipped my brain. I had another one. There was two. I was going to tell. Uh, it'll come back to me. But uh, how about worst gifts for our fans too? All the people that are Pirate Nation. What's uh, a bad gift like? They, like if like if I gave Kyle a chia pet, he would know this a gag gift, and that's yeah. not me. Like even if it's like a gag gift, like your buddy Kyle's one of my best friends, so like I give him that, then he would go, "All right, you're funny, you blink, blink, blink." Like yeah. not, <laughs> um, and he would laugh. He he would get. A I gag got my stepdad a Hillary Clinton chia, chia pet as a gag gift. You did? That is Ron. Yep. Oh wow. <laughs> Which one was it? Hillary Clinton. Oh my God, Hillary yeah. Clinton! Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I know that went over very well with him. Yeah, he thought it was funny. Um, Craig says, "I hope to meet you in Birmingham." Thank you, Craig. Appreciate you, man. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, the worst gift? How about this from Pays? He got a six pack of Zima. Oh my God! Wow, Zima. who gave it to you? Who gave you the Zima? That was a chick drink. My um, college girlfriend used to love some Zima. Zima, Zima. I would. Uh, oh my God! You I don't know that I've ever had a Zima. I, I remember when um, it was kind of like a lime. I want to yeah, say what like were those lime, damn things that were popular thing? in the early two thousands? They may still be around. It was uh, something twisted triple. I don't. What the hell am I thinking of? Um, Jessica, what am I thinking of? It was fruity. Work. He said it was a work gift. No, no, not, not twisted tea. Those are still around. Those are good. Um, uh. I can't think of what I'm thinking of. There was something similar to Zima, and I cannot think of what I'm thinking of. Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff Ice. That's oh, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Those are still around. Yeah, Smirnoff Ice. Well, a work gift. Who would give you that, Pays? Somebody at work, clearly. Uh, I know, but like, who, call like, a DJ. like a close friend. It had to be somebody that didn't know you very well. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to think. I had another really bad gift besides that jacket, and it was on the tip of my tongue. And I, I can't remember it now to save them. Oh, I got it. I remember it. Yes, Jessica just told me. This is a, uh, this this is actually, this was a piss me off story. Uh, early 2000s, my sister at that time was not all there, let's say. And um, she is now. Um, but, uh, so we go to her house for Christmas. And uh, everybody's going to wrap their presents. And she hands me mine. And it's a damn die-cast car. And I collected NASCAR for a die-cast at the time. But it was a damn diecast car that she already had. She gave me something that was hers. Um, it was an NASCAR diecast car. I don't remember what driver. And I was like, "What? Why? Why are you giving me this?" She's like, "Well, you always liked it." And I was like, "Yeah, but you, you you just gave me something you already had." And she forgot to buy me a Christmas present, and so she wrapped that up. I left it sitting there. I did not take it. You didn't take it? No, hell no. I left it sitting there. All right, I do have a question for folks. I do have a question for folks. How many? I was thinking about this today. Uh, yesterday, I had one of my teammates at work. I thought it was cool. Um, she gave me a, a nice gift card from Target. And I was thinking, how many people, like, not that I don't love Target, because I do, 
Um, and I'd love them even more if they were a sponsor of our show. But um, sure, they uh, wouldn't that be nice? But um, she gives me that, and I was thinking, how many people get a gift card from like a coworker, a friend, and you regift it? Not because, not because um, you don't want the gift or you don't like it, but because that's one left, one less gift you have to buy. I'm just curious. I, I yeah, I'm sure it happens. It happens a lot. Um, you, 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 you know, let's say you're planning on buying cousin Timmy a uh, a a twenty five dollar Walmart gift card, and somebody gives you one, so there you go. Um, I mean, yeah, I, that happens a lot. Um, I, I'm trying to think if we've ever done it. I'm sure we have. Oh my god! I think my wife did. I think she was given a Starbucks gift card and regifted it one time. Um, but yeah, that happens a lot. Another thing: how many how many gift cards go completely? You know, somebody will use part of it, forget they have it. There, there are so many gift cards sitting there with partial balances that are never used. Yeah, here's one for Craig. How about this? I asked for a weights, meaning a weight bench, and my parents wrapped up a huge stone from our yard. Well, wow. Lame. Wow. Well. Well, it happens. It happens. I mean, did you get the weight bench, too? Was that just a gag, and then you got the weight bench? I mean, I don't. Man, if not, that's, that's man, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. That's that's probably going to win the worst gifts. <laughs> you get a stone, like a pet rock. When I was a yep. little kid, that was big. Those were big. That, that was the day Craig stoned his parents to death. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, By the way, I've got another debate for you, real quick. That um, all right. Um, is it? Well, is it's oh, it's got a good story, but it took a year. He got it the following year. Ah, okay. So you didn't kill your parents. Yeah. Um, are you? Is the debate is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Please tell me. I, that's that. what I was going to say. Oh my god! You I don't. Me. Don't ask me that. No, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It is a it is an action movie that happens to be based at Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. And I absolutely love Bruce Willis. And um, here's a fun fact: Die Hard is actually a sequel to a 1960s movie that starred Frank Sinatra. I think called The Detective. That's right. It's something like that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's the one. If you get a chance, uh, Netflix has a great documentary. Uh, what was that? The movies that made us. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that sounds right. It's yeah, a good name. If it ain't one, they should they should make that documentary. Um, but they have something like that. But they have a great. Uh, it's got they have three seasons worth of movies, like behind the scenes of stuff you didn't know about the movies. It's re- it's a good if you're a movie nerd like Kyle and I, then um, that is good stuff. They even have them for uh, some horror films too. So if you horror, like horror, how about horror Christmas movies? Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, Silent Night, Deadly Night Three. That whole series of Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. I loved them as a kid. I cannot stand them now. Um, there was a movie uh, with Bill Goldberg where he played a killer Santa and I cannot think of the name of it um, there's actually a new Christmas movie out now that I can't think of the name of either that's a, that's a, that's a violent Santa where the plot is apparently the plot's actually kind of interesting uh, apparently a family is being kidnapped came out, right? uh, yes apparently a family is being kidnapped and the little girl believes in Santa still and she like just praise or whatever she she believes in santa so much that he comes and rescues them and kills the bad guys um is it violent night yes violent night i looked it up for you on google thank god for google and the internet i couldn't think i remember seeing a trailer about it but i look up the goldberg christmas movie the name of it type in goldberg's good christmas movie it's like it's like evil santa or satan claws or (laughs) they're gonna Santa, is it Santa Slay? Yeah, that sounds right. 
Yep, from 2005. Oh. There you go. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we're at an hour now. I was hoping uh, our good friend Matt Semenza, we were talking about him uh, coming in. But, uh, hey, I tell you what, before we wrap it up, what um, I want to do a Christmas wish for the Pirates. And what I mean by that is um, what do you hope for for this year, meaning for Christmas? Uh, for me, for Christmas wish, always my number one would be uh, doing <laughs> – I'll do that in a second um, – Craig, but for me, a Christmas wish would be I want the Pirates to win the bowl game and they'll get to eight and um, that'd be eight and five. And they would have uh, the first eight win seasons since 2014 and 2013 is the last time we won a bowl game. And then maybe basketball to have like 18 wins or whatever you want to do for your Christmas wish. But before we get out of here, I wanted to get let's see what people want to do. Pirate related Christmas wishes uh, win the bowl game. Uh, have a winning season in basketball, go to the College World Series in baseball, and uh, win the conference next year in football. That, oh my gosh, yeah, the uh, the conference will be fantastic. Let's see if we can get anybody else to uh, come in here and join us um, when it comes to that. Let's see. Uh oh, Jr. Here, Jr. says Kyle should put out a Christmas CD. We can do that. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. It'll be, it'll be Kyle from Lagrange sings your Christmas favorites. How about this? Grew up in Greenville and generally celebrated Christmas in South Carolina, five hours away. One year, my dad packed the station wagon and forgot to pack all the Santa gifts. Oh wow! So he, uh, he, you didn't get Santa. Santa left all the toys at the house. He didn't realize y'all was in South Carolina. Oops. Yeah. My grandfather talked uh, the local five and dive owner to open the middle of the night, and my dad was off the hook. Oh, wow. Okay, so he bought presents again. Okay, well. Wow. Yeah, my, my mom and dad would have been like, Santa Claus lost y'all was in Williamston. So we're going to have Santa when y'all, uh, when y'all get back. <laughs> you get Santa on the 28th. Or exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I want everybody to be one thing is for Pirate Nation for everybody to be safe this holiday season and uh be man, they I tell you what, they are um this has been a tough day for travel, not because of the obvious, but for people trying to get back home and the winter be, uh weather, the winter storm. Yeah. So I hope people can get safely by uh, maybe today or tomorrow, um Sunday rather. Or it might be the 26th or 27th before they can even get to their destination. It's just crazy right now. Um, so we'll see. I hope Stay that- warm, everybody. It's cold out. I don't know if you realize that. Maybe you heard something about it on the news. But uh, stay warm. Put on a jacket. Uh, turn your heat on. Jo- Johnny Robertson, JR. Oh, my God. JR, are you really? You, you're killing me. You're killing me, JR. Here we go. He's. This is a. Uh, He's got the name of the title of the CD and uh, maybe even the title tr- was well, the title track. Johnny Robertson. He said, a Merry Cecil Christmas. <laughs> a Merry Cecil Christmas. That oh, that's, from Craig. that's from Craig. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. So um, Pay says to get rid of the bleachers and midges. That's what his uh, <laughs> wish is. I want some damn comfortable seats that you can actually fit in if you're over 200 pounds. And Johnny Robertson, thank you. Merry Christmas, Craig. Johnny Robertson, uh, Merry Christmas. That's what uh, Craig said. So there you have it. 
So um, thank you guys very, very much uh, for for doing that. It's been a lot of fun. In fact, uh, Kyle, do you have anything before we get out of here, my friend? No, nah, uh, just everybody. Enjoy your time with your family, your friends. Um, you never know. Uh, you know, so just just make sure you enjoy your time. Uh, enjoy Christmas. It only comes once a year. Try not to get too stressed out. A lot of people get stressed out this time of year. Just enjoy it. Yeah, we want to remind everybody that we have the um, <clears throat> we have a promo that we're going to play for you about Monday night. Come out and see us. It's going to be so much fun. In fact, thank you, Justin. He's going to come by and uh, see us in Birmingham. So come on by. In fact, uh, Kyle, I hate that you can't be there. Next year, you're going to be with us. I have a good feeling you'll be with us, and um, we're going to have a, a really, really good time. Um, but we'll have time virtually. Uh, we'll have good time virtually with Kyle and Matt. Kyle will be in Lagrange. Matt will be in Connecticut. Bubba and I will be there at Overtime Bar and Grill, and it's going to be fantastic. And hopefully, uh, Craig, you can make it too. That will be. Uh, I don't know if uh, Richard and I know uh, a lot of the guys like Pirate Al. They're actually coming to. Um, they're going to be staying in Atlanta, and they're going to drive the two-hour drive to Birmingham on the 27th. So they won't be with us, but. Uh, we love those guys. Nevertheless, they're great pirates, and there's folks doing that too, Kyle. So they're getting I'm up. Sure, the, the people in Birmingham appreciate that. Yeah, they are. Atlanta's getting the money, and uh, Birmingham. <laughs> is, it sounds good. Um, but anyway, uh, Bubba's working on that. In fact, uh, we this is Tiff. She's actually one of the bartenders, and uh, she's got a great message that she wants to do that. Um, and we will. Um, are we going to close it with that, or are we going to come back? Yeah, we'll um, we'll close it with that, Bubba. We're going to close it with the promo. You guys, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And how about you, Kyle? Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, and stay safe. All right, Bubba, let's go now to uh, – we'll get out of here, and what we'll do is we'll say goodnight, and we'll pitch it over to Tiff, and she is the bartender there at Overtime Bar and Grill, and that's in Birmingham. Birmingham. Merry Christmas, everybody. And as always, go Pirates! Hey guys, this is Tiff coming straight from Overtime Grilling Bar. I can't wait to see y'all Monday night for the East Carolina Pirates Pep Rally. We've got the Sports Concession Podcast at 8 p.m. And we also have over 20 beers on tap, 21 TVs for you to watch your favorite sports. If you wear your Pirates gear, then we're going to give you 10% off of your tab. And just for you guys, we've got 95 cent wings and $4 craft beer specials. Check out our website at overtimegrillingbar.com or look us up on Facebook. I can't wait to see y'all Monday. Loyal and bold. Let's go, purple and gold. Let's go, ECU.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.